That's what you now, don't I? This is the Black Rifle Coffee Podcast. Prepare to get caffeinated. Welcome to the Black Rifle Coffee Podcast, which this show doesn't have a name yet. Great. Because it's just me now. Perfect. I'm the host of my own. They've given me my own show. There Cheers. is Cheers there's money in the budget. So be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. I now have my own show. I'm on my way to being as important as Oprah. Congratulations. It's uh, on the way is on the I way. I think on the way is on the way. On the way it's one way. step closer than I was yesterday when I didn't have my own show. Now I have my own. But I don't have a name or a logo yet. So am I the inaugural of the new show? Yeah, you're Even the inaugural. Better. I, I would say plank owner, if you will. <laughs> okay, I'll chip a small uh, piece of this. Uh, maybe of we this uh, <laughs> we should have a giant bottle of champagne that I just crack over Perfect. your head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Wait, no, that you're yeah. not supposed to do oh. it on here. You're, you're oh. just knocked yeah. out and bleeding. They're like, you did it it's wrong. No. Whoops. Do some of my best. Anyway, yeah. welcoming you to this show, Mr. Matthew Parrish. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of interesting things about you that we can go into. Well, thanks for having me. First off, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate and I appreciate you not cracking the champagne bottle initially. I, we'll I wait till later on. You're pretty big. Yeah. I've become frail lately, so <laughs> <laughs> I need to go more in that direction. So I'm good with it. <laughs> so yes, uh, Matt, you you are from US SOCOM Command, or uh, actually, uh, it's a double. I'm, I'm I'm saying two things, and there aren't I. It's okay. US SOCOM. Yeah, Special, US Special Operations Command. Command. Yes, yes, which You're is right. which is in beautiful Tampa. Of Florida, indeed, uh, where we're putting a black rifle very soon. Are you? Yes, we are. Nah, now yeah. we're talking. Now oh, we're talking. as we say that, though, I believe you have a disclaimer. Oh, we need to get yeah. out of the way before sure. we Let's go too it. deep there. Let's uh, do it as yes. we talk about black rifle coffee. Jared, I appreciate you having me on the show, but I am here in my personal capacity. And so nothing I say is uh, uh, the opinion of U.S. Special Operations Command or the Department of Defense. And me being on the show, although we like each other is not a direct representation or, uh, you know, it is not uh, U.S. SOCOM directly promoting Black Rifle Coffee. So that or, way... Or validating. Yeah, the special yeah. operations lawyers at the command will not uh, line fine, me up and shoot man. me I, as I come but, back. But, but really, you know, I do... It's my own show now. Though. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. technically... And the show doesn't have a name or a logo yet. Even so better. really, this would put the lawyers in a very interesting yes, situation where they would be like, wait a minute. Yeah. We have a show with no name with a host. Well, it's and we don't know what to do. As it is yours right I now. think I you're mean, right. <laughs> I think it's a co I think it's a co-show. Um Anyway, you know, you have a podcast that you produce officially yeah. with the U.S. Army, and we will talk about that because we are here to promote it because it's a good show. Uh, and you guys interview active duty people and retired, yeah. and I've, I've seen you've had a, uh, some people that have won major military awards for valor. Yeah, yeah some Medal of Honor recipients. And uh, yeah, we've had an awesome opportunity. Like you said, we because we're an official show for special ops, we can dip into the active duty community easier. You know, sometimes it's hard to get yeah. a public affair officer to sign off, like when I was coming on this one, because I'm still active duty. You know, the, the easy answer is a lot of times no. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's not always a bad thing. You know, we want to maintain the quiet professionalism and everything yeah. else. But one of the reasons that we have a show is uh, we have incredible people that are either currently in our formation or or have recently transitioned from our formation. And... You know, those are the people that we want to shine a light on. 
Like we don't want the narrative to only be uh, when people hear about special operations, it being like a negative thing, right? And so there's so many amazing people up and down the chain of command that we just want to have a little bit of like, hey, more than just a news story here and there. It's like, hey, let's actually have these well, conversations. I think, yeah, I, I think we've yeah. we've really ignored that entire kind of vertical over the years. Yeah. Where think of Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam yeah. was about the right. armed forces programming that was ran by DoD. And, yeah. you know, it was, fu- some of it was fun. We yeah, didn't yeah, have pig yeah. vomit there ruining. Oh, no, that's <laughs> private parts. <Yeah. laughs> I'm confusing Howard Stern okay. with uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, but yeah, I mean, always, yeah. I, I'm, I'm astonished that the DOD would allow a command sergeant major, special yeah. forces qualified. Am I giving you a promotion? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, but, I'm yeah. just, I just want to make it. Major, not a command sergeant major, but yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. that's still yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's there's, all right. I, there's I, a uh, few there. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I like to say I was sort of an accidental sergeant major. Oh I yeah. Yeah, working towards being a team sergeant. Like in our community, yeah. E8 as a team sergeant, that's what you want to be. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's uh, you know, that's what you work your entire career to, to be. be. You know, being when in charge for people that don't team. know. You know, yeah, being a team sergeant is the guy who's basically in charge of one of those twelve person ODAs. You know, our, our special forces team. So. Getting to that spot and then really trying to work to get a third year because you know you're kind of yeah. you can get two years you and then if you do you yeah finagle. if you do a good job maybe you can get Wiggle three and there. then yeah and then after that you know you I become was, a warrant yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yes in some cases uh, yeah, absolutely I have some some of my best friends did that and uh, I'm jealous of them sometimes but um, but yeah and then you know I was lucky enough to to pick up nine. Uh, unfortunately, with some of the physical issues, I'm on my fifth back surgery, so uh, wasn't able to go back and take a company right away like I wanted to. So I volunteered to take uh, a job at the command to basically give back. So it was all of our uh, all of our resiliency programs across physical, social, uh, psychological, cognitive, and spiritual. So like all of the physical therapists, the, you know, psycho, the psychs. Uh, we're going crazy coaches. into that. Yeah, we're, gonna, right. we're, we're giving right. that a whole category. Okay, perfect. Because now, now's the time where we're going to rewind. But before yeah. we rewind, yeah, yeah. I want to touch on a little PSA. Okay. There was something you said a little bit ago that I think, you know, the, it's one of those the more you know situations. <laughs> Notice how when he said he has guests on his show that we're a Medal of Honor recipient. Mm. Recipient is a key word there. Do not catch yourself saying winner. Indeed. That's tacky. It is. No yeah. one wins the Medal of Honor. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I was. Uh, I was honored. We had uh, right before COVID. We had uh, at Special Operations Command. We had a. Uh, we inducted. There's like sort of a Commando Hall of Fame, Commando Hall of Honor, right? And we were inducting all of the living Medal of Honor recipients from SOF. And so out of like the 30 or so, I think 25, 26 of them showed up and we we had them for like two or three days, right? It was incredible. Yeah. Like being in that room, they had, you know, an entire like, you know, dinner and everything else, but really walking them through uh, and each of us got to, to or, or we, we had a, uh, you know, sort of a, a person that was attached to each one of the recipients, right? And I was I was honored to be attached to Ron Schur before he passed away. So I uh, got to meet him and his family, Miranda and their kids, and got to walk them around the headquarters and to, you know, uh, kind of show them around all these different things. But that's where I learned because I'd never really thought about it. I knew of Medal Honor recipients and stuff, but somebody very early in that process, like sat all of us as escorts down and were like, hey, it is recipient. It is not winner. Do not say winner. There yes. is not 
Yeah. Uh, there's not a finish line where someone's yeah. waiting for them as they come through and go, oh, all your friends yeah. died and you saved right, the 10 that exactly. you could. Here is your prize, young right, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and you're absolutely right, JT. I mean, what, what's crazy is like, we look at those guys and we're like, oh man, like I, we just had Pat Payne and Matt Williams on our show, right? And like, those guys are heroes. We want to talk to them, but you got to figure if you're that guy. Uh, you're recounting one of the worst the days worst of, day of your life. Of your life. Yes. Absolutely. And so- you know, there's some like Matt Williams, the, you know, their team, Matt and uh, Ron Schur, both received the Medal of Honor for the same battle. And they were actually able to bring everybody home. But that's really rare. Yes. Most often, if it's a Medal of Honor recipient, it came at extreme cost to yeah. their best friends. Right. Yeah. So, so there, there's yeah. the PSA for the day, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It's a lesson you know. with JT and Matt. Uh, <laughs> now, we're going to hit rewind on the old VCR and take us yeah. back to the year of 2005. Okay. You came into the United States Army as an 18 X-ray. I came in in 03. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Came in in 03, uh, joined, you know, kind of right after 9-11. Uh, my buddy and I uh, actually went to go become SEALs first. We oh, went to the, the Navy recruiter. And yeah. because we didn't have 2020 vision at the time, uh, they said, hey, you know, you got to go to the fleet for a while and then maybe get this laser eye surgery. Then you can need go. To go to A school. We right. need, you, we need yeah. you to be a swap boatsman's some, mate. Yeah, so you're like, swap some decks for a while. Ah, no, and, uh, please. But luckily the guy I was joining with, his brother was already in fifth group. So oh, wow. he called and he's like, hey, what are you assholes doing? Like, why are you trying to join the Navy? You know, I do that on the Army side. And they just created this program uh, to go straight in called 18 X-Ray. So in 2002. Born in 85? Me? Yeah. 83. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you went in at 20. 19. 19. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I went in 03. I went in at 17. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I, I was listening to one of your earlier episodes and I heard you say you went in at 17, but I wasn't sure what year. Yeah. 2000, the, uh, February 2003. Yeah. So I was 19, which at that time for 18 X-ray was one of the, I was the second youngest guy yeah. in my, in my class. We had guys everywhere from me up to guys who were like stock trading and had masters from yeah. Ivy League schools who were going through at the same time. And you're like... And, and okay, so at that time, yeah. the pipeline consisted of you went through OSIT first, yep. correct? Yeah, yeah. So you did your basic training yep. in infantry school. You went to airborne school and then you awaited, what was it called? SBOC? SOPC, yeah. SOPC, yeah. Special Ops Preparation Course. And that was how long? Three weeks? That's a month. A month, four weeks? A month. And that, to me, is the hardest school I've done in the military. I've yeah. done pretty a lot of the other ones, and that was the that was the roughest one. Well, I would say first yeah. round of eighteen X-rays. Yeah. You have a you, your instructors are probably just coming out of Afghanistan and yes. very angry. That is, and man, it's almost like you were there, JT. And and, and they're a little mad that yes. they're allowing off the street kids to go through. Yeah. Because before that, if you didn't know, yeah. to become a Green Beret, you had to be an E five in yeah. the Army to even go to selection. So yeah. I'll let you take Absolutely. it from there. So no. we're at Sop C. Let's. Hear about You're 100 percent right, <laughs> and uh, they were a little mad. You know, this the program had happened before. We just had John Stryker Meyer on our podcast, yeah. <laughs> amazing you know, dude, yeah, amazing guy, right? Yeah. And the, he was the equivalent of an 18 X-ray back in the Vietnam days, right? They had so many casualties. Except you went to school in Vietnam. No, these, oh, he oh. actually went to. I thought the same thing, but talking to him, he went to a qualification course oh, wow. and then okay. went. So it was still they still had a formalized training course. And then he went over there and basically volunteered for SOG and started running all these missions. But yeah, so, you know, that program has been on and off. It just, because of global war on terrorism, they said, hey, we need some more folks. So, hey, we're going to reinstitute it. But I was in the first year, right? And exactly what you said. A lot of the cadre, there was a lot of angst in the Green Beret found or formation of like, these kids don't deserve it. They shouldn't be here, et cetera. Yeah. And so 
hey, I don't disagree. Like now being an old salty guy, like if I was in the same place, I'd have the exact same conversation. Like I get it. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and uh, as we pause for a moment, I'm just going to, I was talking about this uh, last week. I was down at Herbert Field because mm -hmm. one of my best friends retired from the 23rd okay. yeah. Special Tactics Squadron. You know, I'm of the mindset that uh, these careers require so much maturity yeah. that we need to go back. Yeah. We need to go back and say, you can't yeah. even start this yeah. training until you're at least 25. Yeah. And that's just so we have a developed brain yeah. that's going to think with it, not yeah. just be, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. If you want to be full of adrenaline and, and yeah, just yeah. blow doors yeah. down, go to the Rangers. Like, right. But if yeah. you are coming over to this side, uh, you know, if you're going to be a JTAC, a guy yeah. that's in, in, in charge of, of, yeah. of, it, it, you know, the most casually air power. Yeah, absolutely. You need to yeah. be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, cause I, yeah. and that's from, that's because I'm yeah. thinking back of being yeah. 19 years old and 21 years old as a, as a JTAC yeah. and thinking about the decisions I, I made and the things that I thought about and how I, I, I approached problem solving when it came to things happening on the battlefield. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was a child. I knew fucking nothing. Uh, amen to that brother. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I share the same thoughts, you know, USASOC and Army Special Forces has started trying to like increase the age range a little bit on that. I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Or I always remember when I was a young dude, there was, uh, you know, these star majors would get up and be like, all right, hey, listen, if you've been hiding behind your rucksack, you know, can't do that anymore. You got to go to SWIC, all these things. And then you'd ask like, well, how long were you on a team? They're like, oh, I was on a team for 10 years, but that's not what we're talking about, right? So I don't want to be the guy now who's like, hey, I got mine. And now, you know, we yeah. should change everything. But I don't disagree with you. I mean, obviously I look back at when I graduated the Q course at 21 and went to a team, uh, I shouldn't have been allowed to even walk in that room, right? Like, <laughs> right. as the child oh, that I was. Oh, yeah. oh the x-rays, we got yeah. you guys a shed out back. Yeah. You're going to wash the vehicles. 100%, yeah. <laughs> the one good thing I'll say is when I went through, like I said, there was such a spread of age and maturity that there were far less of us at that, like, that actually that made early, it. Yeah. Well, and there were far less of us that were even in, like, that early 21 and under. There was a lot more like 25, 26, even 30-year-olds, even then that we're going through. So, and then, yeah, once you weed everybody out, um, you know, it was... It was What's your pretty worst Sopsy story? That's actually the only course in the history or in my Army career that I recycled. Uh, I, had to, I had to do it twice. I've been through a lot you're of other ones. You're double prepped, though. Yes, if you I think was, about well, it, you're, and that's why you're I, really prepped. When I went to selection, it was uh, not Easy. very hard. <laughs> yes, because I had been getting, you know, the whole thing with Sopsy, it wasn't like some crazy analytical approach at the time. It was like, we're going to take all the selection events and where you have to do one of them a day over here at selection, you, you will 30. do two of them a day. <laughs> Every day, and you will get the dog shit smoked out of you in between everything, right? So by the time I went through that twice and then went to selection. Oh, you, you just did, yeah. you did a 60-day oh. prep course for yeah. a 21-day selection oh. course. Yeah. I no, mean, it was the best shape I've ever been in my life. I was like galloping around like, what else do you need? Oh, is that all? Okay, cool. You know, it was just. Yeah, I'm done was, with my yeah, nap. Yeah, it was like, oh, like wait, we, we started three yeah, hours yeah. ago. What's wrong uh, yeah, with this kid? It was, uh, I would love love to be in that shape again. Like literally just like, okay, we're doing an unknown ruck run. Okay, cool. I'm going to start running. And then I don't think I'm going to stop today. I'm yeah. just going to run. Yeah, I'm going to run the uphills too. Like, I don't care. We're, we're fine. Because I was 19. It was yeah. like, so now five back surgeries later, I maybe would go back and yeah. maybe like- I just started running again recently. Of <laughs> it's painful, but- Yeah. Well, uh, I mean- you know, I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So two soft seats. Then you get in the Q course. Yeah, sure. 
What are you, yeah. Any good ones? Phase two, Robin Sage. Yeah, Anything what good I like there? about our qualification. Yeah, what I like about our qualification course is like, you know, when I went to Ranger School, I went in the summer after I graduated as a as a Green Beret, and, and you know, you so always you have graduated, like a, and you yeah. and you were still like, oh, I'm a kid. Let's go to Ranger That's School. Exactly right. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah kind of good mindset of if exactly. I want these guys to respect me, I need more. Well, and that's exactly what I when I got there, uh, kind of skipping forward past the yeah. question about the Q course, but I got my Green Beret. I show up to Seven Special Forces Group. I'm the first 18 X-ray on my team. I'm only like the third in our company. Right. I sit down with the company star major. They hand you a mop. Yeah. Well, and, and for good damn reason, right? Like that's what I that's exactly what I should have had. You're gonna swab yeah, the yeah. deck for that's a while. That's exactly so what I should have had. And yeah. uh, but I show up, my team is in Afghanistan, like split apart, doing like some LNO stuff. So it wasn't like, hey, we're gonna go meet them because they're gonna be back in like three months or something. And uh, you know, I sit down with the company star major and he basically goes around as a couple of new guys and he's like, all right, hey, uh, you know, what do you want to do? What school do you want to go to? What kind of team do you want to go to? And the first guy's like, oh, I want to go to Halo school. I want to be on a Halo team. He's like, okay. Goes to the next guy. He's like, hey, I want to be on a, you know, I want to go to scuba school. I want to be on a dive team. He's like, all right, cool. He goes uh, to I me. I want to answer this question yeah, after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, it came to me and I was like, I want to go to ranger school. And it was like, <laughs> like record streets. Like, you know, and I'm 21 years old. I just got to the company and he's like, and I didn't know this guy from Adam, right? Yeah. And he's like, Sergeant Paris, you know, maybe five at the time. He's yeah. like, why do you want to go to ranger school? And I said, well, a couple of reasons. One, I don't, like, when I walk into that room down there, uh, the next, the guy with the least amount of teen time besides me had like three and a half, four years, right? Yeah. My senior was like 45 years old or something, right? <laughs> and his name was also Matt, which is why I ended up with a nickname Junior because, yeah. you know, like it was such a huge age disparity. But anyway... <laughs> I, I was like, well, first of all, I just think, you know, uh, there's no reason for them to even allow me to walk my rucksack in, right? And so one other thing that I can do that not every SF guy has is go to ranger school. And I said, secondly, I just did two years from basic training in the Q course of every time you tell me to do push-ups, I'm like, okay, how many? Hey, go run. We got, got it, whatever. And I'm I was in like, school mode, dog. I don't want to I don't want to do two or three years on a team and then come Get back. Spoiled. Like, exactly. And he was like, <laughs> Okay, Roger that. And so I left, and uh, the ops sergeant at the time, Chad Gonzalez, who unfortunately got killed in our next rotation, mm. he pulled me aside. And he's like, "Hey, man, were you being serious, or were you just trying to kiss up to the sergeant major?" I'm like, "No, I'm being serious." He's like, "Okay, good job, because what you didn't know is that company sergeant major is a huge ranger school advocate. I'm a huge ranger school advocate, and we have had a run of like the last nine dudes from seventh group have either like gotten injured or failed or whatever, quit." And so he's like, if you want to go, we will have you on a bird by the now. end of the month. And I was like, yeah, I'm <laughs> yes. serious. Yeah, I was like, score. And so that's exactly what happened. My, like uh, the current seventh group commander was the only guy from my team who was there. He was my captain. And he had just got back from ranger school. So he's like, hey, man, uh, I'll run you through pre-ranger. Uh, I'm like, all right, cool. So I get called into the battalion CSM's office. And he's like, hey, uh, I hear that you don't want to go to pre-ranger. You know, that was like optional at the time. It's yeah. like an extra phase of ranger school. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, I don't, CSM. And he's like, why not? And I said, well, it's an extra phase of ranger school. And I just went through two years of our qualification course. And I said, if that two years didn't get Make me ready to go to ranger school, <laughs> then we should probably relook like what we're doing. And he was like, you know, obviously, he's like, oh, really? And so the gauntlet got laid down at the time by him and the group star majors. Like, okay, if you come back without your short tab, we're going to take your long tab. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all <pressure."> right. <laughs> but you know, 
I, I went down there and yeah, I was blessed that I didn't get injured or anything else and went straight, straight through. Straight through, no yeah. recycles. Yeah, I was lucky. Any I, of them come to your graduation? Uh, those guys, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, they were excited about it. The reason they didn't is wasn't on them. They were at PMT for Afghanistan. Oh, okay. So I flew directly from Ranger School to PMT for the first trip to Afghanistan that we did. Did so. you have any interaction with those those guys after oh, you yeah, came they back? Were, they, they were, were like, yeah, yeah, they were good. And, right and, answer. Yeah, and they were like, what team do you want to go yeah, on now? Yeah. Well, and I already had my team. What was awesome is we, uh, uh, my best friends in seventh group now is another star major. He and I and a couple other guys uh, went to the E6 board at PMT, yeah. right? <laughs> and so I had had just enough time to get like, you know, on the BDUs. Yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. on, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I go in, they're like, all right, Sergeant Parrish. And it's four team sergeants in the company sergeant major, and they all have Ranger tabs. And they're all stoked about the fact that I just got back. So I walk in, and my buddy, you know, my you're, buddy. You now, got the white thread yeah, on there because oh, yeah. you're a winter guy, too. No, it was, it was summer, bro. I was, it was e casually centric. But I walk in, and they're like, all right, uh, why don't you go ahead and do a right face? And I'm like, right face, you know? And it's like, and they're like, Oh, I've seen all I need to see. You know, it's <laughs> like you know they ask me a couple questions or whatever like, else. Paid off. Yeah, so that worked out for me. There was another guy that was going to the board named Sean McCloskey, who unfortunately uh, we lost him in '09, and, and and one of our other rotations. He just, 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 just sounds yeah. like a dangerous job. Is, like uh, yeah, everybody that you bring up, yeah, we no longer have with us. I know. Unfortunately, that was. Uh, you know, hey, you know the deal, brother. I mean, it, it is, unfortunately. But he had just gotten back from CDQC, so he had his bubble. So I'm walking in like this, and he's walking in like this. You know, And they he, don't care. And they, No, they're no. stoked. Oh, right. They're stoked because okay. he just went through scuba school. Yeah. And, you know, and we were both E5s yeah. coming back from, you know, pretty <laughs> difficult schools. Two very yeah. difficult schools. Uh, so, no, that, that, that sort of helped out. But, yeah, what I'm saying as far as, like, our qualification course, what I think is cool about it is that you are going to hit hot and cold both because it's so long, right? Yeah. So. If you're a summer SUT guy, like small unit tactics, our version of Ranger phase School for two, SF, yeah. yeah. Well, what was yeah. phase two? I don't even know what it is now. It changes yeah. so many times. But if you hit that in summer, you were going to hit Robin Stage in, in winter. Winter. And you were going to hit Sear. And it does freeze in North Carolina. It People don't very, know. It gets very, very cold. I was able to go to Sear in uh, in the very di- you know bitter part of the as winter. A, as a matter of fact, you probably know. Breaking um, ice, yes. I... In 2004, winter mm-hmm. of 2004, I did, they brought NTC to Bragg. Really? And so I did a rotation. I know you were there. For like the out music. there. Oh. And, and and yeah, it oh. froze. Like we had freezing yeah. rain and then it would freeze. Like were you out in the field then? Yeah. People like, don't really understand that uh, the winter at Bragg is worse than other places because it, it it's not that it snows all the time. It, the it's, it's like freezing rain and then it gets stuck in the pine trees and freezes, gets stuck on the road and freezes when you're out in the field well, and everything. It, it just, just rains yeah. and then freezes. And then freezes. So it's like yeah. you get wet and then it freezes you. Yeah. I was yeah. in a hide for like <laughs> seven days. Oh God, it was awful. Uh, it was the coldest Good. and yeah. shittiest I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, because my, my, my counterpart, my JTAC, I was yeah. the assistant yeah, yeah, at that yeah. time. He didn't bring Gore-Tex, so it, it, yeah. of course his bright idea was yeah. you, 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 no, you, you did an hour in, in the pants and an hour in the jacket, so yeah. then we'd switch. It was... That's an interesting... Because I packed mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting tactic. Jason Kohler. You, you, ever, you know uh, that guy? Oh, okay. No. He was a... He was John Kohler, but no. He was a uh, officer that, yeah. that he was the scout platoon leader on that uh, exercise, but yeah. he had come from seventh group, okay, yeah. had to do his regular officer yeah. time, and then went back to seventh group. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the Q course, I mean, nothing, you know, uh, it was just, it was awesome to me. At, at the time, I was, I cared nothing other than getting the Green Beret, right? Yeah. Like I was, I was not 21 yet. So there was guys who were like trying to sneak out and drink and do all these things. And I was like, because if yeah. you've got an alcohol-related incident, oh, you're done. Done. Like, I was the same way. Not a question. Like right? I knew I didn't belong yeah. in the school yeah. to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, yeah, you guys do that. I got to read this shit yeah. because I, 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 I have to. I have to have something good <laughs> exactly. on my. I at least be good at the tests. That was the one thing I'll say as far as like what we were talking about earlier is about changing the ages and everything else. Like, I don't know. For me, I was still a child, but it made me buckle down and like, like you said, like I don't have a margin for error. Right. Like I don't have some like badass background in Ranger Regiment or something that they like look at my file like, and they're oh, like, we'll oh, keep he's this a guy. good dude. Yeah. We we you know what? Hey, we'll we let get, this one slide. Yeah. They look at me and they're like, get him out. Easy. Yeah. Where's who needs somebody? Korea, go. You know, yeah. like too easy. Yeah. That used to be our thing when we yeah. passed somebody on a road. You're you're you hey, see it, see yeah. it in Korea. <laughs> you imagine how different your life would be if you didn't make it through I was thinking about course. Really I know it's, it's wild, isn't it? Yeah, like it's crazy. Because I was supposed to be an ammo guy. Yeah. And like I think like yeah. Oh my God. Like it scares yeah. me to think yeah. like if I didn't make it through Tapke school, I wouldn't know the people I know. Exactly. I wouldn't have done the things I've yeah. done. I wouldn't be in the position. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. It's yeah. like one of those bifurcations in your story that I like, wouldn't I, like I, a, I would not have a, a pride million, that yeah. I have either, like yeah. in it, because it was like that I, to yeah. me, like I yeah. would not have really appreciated that job at all. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. would have been like Oh, there's no. something to be said. I would have looked at you guys yeah. going out and yeah. been like, that's what I should have done. Yeah, there's something to be said for achieving, you know, that job that you had to work so hard for, right? Like, that's why people reach out to me and they're like, hey, I'm thinking about going to selection, whatever. I'm like, do it 100%, <laughs> right? Like, go. At, at worst, like, I know guys who went, they failed, went again, failed, whether it was our selection, whether it was the long walk, especially, you know, special mission units, whatever. But they tested themselves and they were able to come back and learn from it. And uh, like, I know people that I wouldn't consider them failing, like to be some mark of, you know, disdain on their career. Like they were willing to go, they, they tried and they busted their ass and they didn't get selected. It wasn't for them, but they learned a lot about themselves. And then, yeah, once you do get selected, if you make it through all the way through the course, like it's Changed my entire life. Like, yeah. that's what I always say about, about the Army. I was just some kid from Georgia who was like, I want to go do something after 9-11. And if I'm going to go do it, I want to try to do it with, like, the best people I can do it with. So who is that? Okay, cool. And now my entire life has been changed by the wow. opportunity. You know, it's like... That's great. Where are you from in Georgia? Uh, northeast of Atlanta. Uh, okay. Like, halfway in between Atlanta and Athens. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but my family lives in like uh, Middle Georgia now. Brantley kinda... Gilbert's from Athens. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know him. I do. But do you? Yeah, I, I, I wrote a, I wrote him a song up. called "Ain't No Cowboys nice. in Georgia." Well, <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. I, it, it hurt his feelings. He mm -hmm. told me to take it back, so we'll publish it later. Nice. Anyway, so. Yeah. You get to your team. You go yeah. to PMT. Where's PMT then? Was it in Fountain El Paso, Nevada? Fountain, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in it's in yeah. El Paso now. Uh, yeah. I used to run around yeah. with with those guys yeah. uh, when I was stationed there. But we had dudes going to different places. Fun training. Yeah, early on in the war, you know, dudes were going to Utah, going to Nevada, going you know Arizona, all these different places. So we happened to be in Nevada, and it was. I mean, I will say, going to Afghanistan like a month later, it looked a lot like. What we saw yeah. in Fallon, Nevada. Yeah. So uh, good PMT on is a TLA, by the way. It's yeah. pre-mission training. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I, uh, I, I'm usually pretty good now that I do this podcast yeah. about spelling gotta, a lot of we them gotta, We got to yeah, tell yeah. the people that don't know. You and I, I are know. just having a conversation with three-letter acronyms all day long, and That's no one good. knows what the hell we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. <laughs> they just shake their head. Oh, yeah, PMT. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. Sure GLAs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Oh, was the TLA in the PMT? No, three-letter <laughs> acronym. Pre-emission training. You, you get go. it? Matt gets it. I all think right. he does. He's on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how many deployments did you do? I did four back-to-back, uh, Ooh, Afghanistan and Iraq, wow. uh, and then uh, moved over to the Crisis Response Force. C-37. Yep, and started doing some uh, some other stuff down in Central and South America. We, you know, we continued to try to push to go to Afghanistan, but this was sort of after Iraq dried up. Yeah. And so at the time, the rest of the 7th Group was going to Afghanistan. C-37 was going to Iraq. I was in, you know, B-37 for a long time doing a lot of these. Went over and did one rotation with C-37 in Iraq and Mosul. And then everybody pretty much pulled out of Iraq. And so for yeah. C-37, we came back and we're like, all right, we'll go to Afghanistan. And they're like, no, 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 no you no, guys no, have been no, doing no, whatever. And, and unfortunately at the time, I say unfortunately because I wanted to go to war, right? But um, the theater special operations commander at the time was like, hey, we're neglecting Central and South America because everybody's rotating back and forth. And it's true. All the work that we yeah. had working over there is all now... All the partnerships yeah. and all these things. And like, so it wasn't that guys from some group weren't going down there, but it just wasn't as normal because everybody was keyed up and going in and out of Afghanistan back to back to back, right? And so he said, hey, I'm, I'm pulling your force. You're supposed to be my theater mission force and I'm reinstating that. And so, uh, you know, I got a great opportunity to do a lot of cool things. Some of them training, some of them at least in the real world uh, arena, uh, you know, everything from, you know, kind of advising, assisting uh, some certain nations against their terrorist threat, all the way to being attached to the secret service for a month and uh, pulling security for presidents and stuff as they went through. So got a lot of awesome opportunities. And we were able to send occasionally singletons over to Syria and Iraq during the ISIS fight and stuff, but we weren't, uh, it wouldn't allow us because we were always on the beeper for things in our theater to take like our whole troop back over there yeah. like we wanted to, which is unfortunate. It's kind of the thing that, you know, looking back on my career, I'm like, I just I want to go. I want to go. Yeah, but I've got a flashbang with <laughs> someone's but, name on it. Yeah, I got four really good ones back to back with some great guys, great teams, uh, you know, two different teams. I did my first my first three with the same team. And then, like I said, went over C-37 and got another one with a, with a task force element that was, uh, was awesome. That was sounds great. fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, so exciting. now <laughs> you end up at SOCOM. Yeah. You're doing something very interesting. Now we're rewinding okay. forward. Back right. when he started right. good. mentioning. Sounds good. Now you're in the business of taking care of all these weapon systems. Yeah, now, Human weapon yeah. systems, human performance. We finally, you know, decided. I, I mean, I think it's yeah. genius. It's like, why... Why is a football, professional football team taken care of so well? Like these, yep. <laughs> why aren't we doing yeah. the same? Yeah. With a, You guys are professional athletes. Yeah. You're, if not way beyond, like, yeah. uh, because I have seen professional athletes attempt, and I say attempt poorly, attempt to go through our obstacle course. <laughs> they could not, could not get through yeah. the first half of it. If yeah. like... And if you, you yes, know, they have good cardio yeah, and they can yeah, play a sport, but man, you put pain yeah. into that and you yeah. watch people completely flip. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's true. I mean, we see it. I mean, we see it in our own courses, right? Like it's not the, you know, I was listening to your episode with Peaches, uh, you know, a couple he of days ago. He says hello, ago. by the way. He says hello. told me to yeah, tell you hello. He texted me yeah. earlier. He told uh, me. 
Be gentle with you. I don't know what that means. Like, did he wear oven mitts with you? (laughs) (laughs) But I was listening to him talk about, like, and he said the same thing in his, you know, in his experience, right? Like, you show up, and I remember as a 19-year-old, like, pencil neck kid, I'm looking around, and there's these dudes who are just, like, Adonis's, and I'm thinking, like, dude, I don't belong here. But then a weekend, you see that guy quit, and then you see the other guy quit, and this other guy, like, the pain and the other things that are part of it, just, it's a different ballgame, right? And if you ask me to block some of those defensive linemen, I couldn't do that. Never either, do it, right? But if you ask yeah. them to carry something heavy for three hundred yards, they can do yeah. it. <laughs> there's some guys, yeah. There's some guys I'm sure who have the, you know, who have the making. But you know, I think they they're making good money, so they'll probably stay where they're at. Yeah, but, I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. We did look at a different. You know, this was obviously prior to me. I was I was on a team at the time, and I remember POTIF for Preservation of the Force and Family getting sort of rolled out. And it's so called Preservation different. of Force and Family. Yeah, POTIF. Yeah, Preservation of the Force and Family. It started as pressure on the Force and Family because we were seeing after ten years of war. Mm-hmm. This was in 2010 or so. It's like, hey man, we're having all these issues. Guys are having more, you know, obviously injuries, but even stuff outside of that, you know, disciplinary actions, guys getting burned out, guys like choosing not to re-enlist because of, you know, whatever burnout and all these different things. So they they commissioned the study to go around and do a bunch of surveys, do, you know, talk to leadership, talk to guys on teams, talk to, you know, providers. And what we realized is there's a huge gap in between what the services were providing uh, and what was needed. Like, if you just look at the rotation schedules, different from, you know, the big conventional military where you're like, all right, this whole division is going to go and we can set like pre-mission training. We can get all of our psychs and everything. And then we know exactly when everybody's going to come back. And we like, that's not the way soft works, right? You got guys yeah. going in and out all the time. The Teams Peace are going meal. different places. Yeah. yeah. And so there was just a lot of stuff where we realized like, hey, we need better you know, a lot of the emphasis early was physical. Like, hey, we need fitness more. Fitness centers, real yeah, fitness centers. Exactly. We need Not the functional base gym. fitness yeah. centers. Yeah. We need, For, you know, you can't yeah. expect a range of battalion to yeah. go to the base gym and, yeah. and be able On to machines. do what they yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Same thing with you guys. Yeah. It's like, and then yeah. you got to share it with everybody. It's like, no, yeah. this is yeah. your job. Yeah. Your job is to be a giant yeah. human that can put your yeah. fist through people's chins. Yeah. And and so we we looked at like, all right, what are to your point, like, hey, what's Alabama doing? What's, yeah. you know, what's Georgia? What's Clemson? All these places, right? And uh, so we started, you know, they started going around trying to figure out what it was. And so the main thing that POTIF, you know, started instituting was basically hiring outside experts in all these different career fields and then just embedding them in the unit, right? Like, hey, I always say for seventh group uh, earlier on in my career, when I started really having neck issues, um, I could see a physical therapist about once a month, Right. Once POTIF came in, I could see a physical therapist twice a week, right? Like just access to care. And I often wonder, like I said, I've had four neck surgeries now. I often wonder, one of the reasons I volunteer for the current job I have is that I wonder if I had had the access to that early in the career when I was doing all that stuff and I was getting injured, if I would have had to have even the first one, much less, you know, some questions for you. Yeah. As you guys are doing this, though, are you also going... Uh, like going into the regs and modifying the regs in in the aspect of of deniffing or denicking guys to to essentially you know you know our generation was scared of the doctor yep. because it would pull yeah, you off the line 100%. so are you guys at the same time updating that completely antiquated doctrine yeah. that's like hey if you come in for this you can't right. operate for this many months yeah. you know are you guys focused on that as well they they are so we're where POTIF sort of lives, if you look at like health, 
fitness and performance. We sort of live in the fitness to performance, right? Like we're trying to optimize you from where you're at to as best you can possibly be across, whether it's cognitively, psychologically, whatever. But we are working in concert with a lot of medical assets to say, like, uh, you bring up exactly what I usually talk about when I go go places, right? I think we've done a great job of changing the culture at, when it comes to physical. Like, you used to be a shitbag if you went to sit call for anything, yeah. right? Like, when I was a new guy on the team. Well, you hit injuries. Exactly. That, and they, until and they, they got really bad. Right. So, they I mean, terrible. just... Yeah. changing that exactly and giving guys their own yeah. personal you know like yeah. you said within the unit their own personal yeah. docs that are there you're going to you're going to yeah. get rid of these injuries and you're going to yeah. fix them early on and you're not you're and not going to have to compound and you don't yeah. end up like we all know like if you get in the posterior chain and you tweak your ankle and then you start compensating for it next thing your left hip is screwed up and then you're you know you yeah. just you it all compounds so the main thing that we've seen is like now we're trying to change the culture to exactly what you said is like more of an athletic model where when when a kid is recruited and he goes to one of these big schools to play football for instance he doesn't look at the training staff as somebody who's trying to keep him off the field, yeah. right? Like they're they, trying they to, need to get their money enable worth. him yes. to, to be on the field. Yes. And that's where we're trying to get with all of our assets is like exactly what you said. Our generation, I was not going to tell anybody anything ever yeah. because Knuckles. I was trying to get, yeah, I, it was, I was not trying to Vision get pulled off the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, by you get the knocked time, out, don't tell anybody yeah. about that. I was just talking to, to our three-star, our, our deputy commander the other day, and I was like, sir, which, you know, uh, you know, and he knows this, he's a Navy SEAL background, but I was like, sir, we, we're, we're trying to counter the fact that, like, when I was on the team, I would lie to you, I would lie to my mother, I'd lie to every officer in this room if it kept me on a, on a team, right? And what we're trying to do is be proactive. So, so I say that as, like, I think we've done a pretty good job over the last 10 years of changing that part of the culture, right? Guys are willing to go to physical therapy now, get help for a minor issue or a semi-minor issue before it becomes a major issue. Where where we want to go now is in those other domains, right? Like um, proactively working on your social relationships or your psychological fitness or your spiritual or cognitive fitness and not waiting. Like I always equate it to like, you don't wait until you're at the bottom of a mountain in Afghanistan and look up and you're like, oh shit, I should do some cardio. Like you're way too late, homie. And now- yeah. You don't have any excuse now if you're a younger guy listening to this on a team. You don't have an excuse. You have a ton of case studies. Like, you have seen all of us go through this for our entire careers and realize that you're not a unicorn. Like, we all thought we were unicorns. Well, sadly, if yeah. you're on a team right now, you're not going to see an Afghanistan mountain well, anymore. Hey, <laughs> hey, we were saying the same thing. You know, they were saying the same thing in, you know, July of 2001, right? Like, I know it's corny. But we have to think about that way, right? Like we have to be ready. Uh, and the good thing I'll say about, you know, as we, you know, if you really want to get into that, the whole push from GWAT or global war on terrorism into great power competition and all this other stuff, like we will still be busy. Will it oh, look yeah. like the recruiting video of us running around uh, in every, the early 2000s? Every, every, every decade, we, yeah. we change, we adapt. Right. The Special Forces mission is always going to... I mean, you guys, within the last five years, just kind of restarted up... Um, like the OSS branch. Yeah, or, a lot of or unconventional war, warfare. Yeah, like, really, like spy stuff. shit. Yeah, That's yeah, way cooler yeah. than hiking around a mountain with a Mark 46. Yeah. And what so I always now, say, I want to be a yeah. spy. <laughs> I want to have toys, like little drones and shit. Maybe cufflinks. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. What I always say is like, 
I look at my career, like when I was talking about in C37, we were like trying to get to Afghanistan and wanting to go there and not being able to go there, right? There was a difference because other guys were going there. Like my buddies were going there and I was doing other things, right? Well, now if other people are going there, like you're doing the most real world mission. When you're on a three or four man team in Peru, for instance, like advising and assisting direct kinetic ops onto mm. their Sendero Luminoso. That terrorists. is the Green you know, Beret mission. That is the Green Beret mission. Exactly. And so And that's sexy. It and it was a good time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was real it was real operations, right? Like I wasn't getting to pull the trigger like I got in, in Afghanistan and Iraq, but it, we were still having effects on uh, and again oh, you already checked that box. Yeah, but do you ever check the box? We're go all do, selfish. Go do we all fig. want to continue. But, but you, yeah, know you know what? You should want to do everything. I know, I know. <laughs> but I, and hey, I've been blessed. I've had the opportunity to do a lot of different things. So I will say that, you know, the Army's given me an op- excellent opportunity on that. But yeah, I mean, as we shift through all those things, the real thing is we talk about the whole POTIF thing and, and it's called something different in every place. So if, you, if you're listening from, you know, uh, USASOC from the Army Special Operations Command. You know, it's Thor 3 there. It's, you know, they, they call it POTIF Iron and AFSOC. Like, it's just got different names, right? Because yeah. every unit owns it. But really, every officer needs a new bullet. Well, yeah. you, you, you don't have yeah. to confirm that. You, you can still get in trouble. I can't, yeah. however. <laughs> but, you know, it's all sort of under this. We are, we are uh, really lucky, right? We talk about Congress and all these things, and usually it's negative. I will say positively, that is how we we fund all of these other resources, right? Is Congress, that's not a like foregone conclusion. They cut that out as a budget item to say, hey, SOCOM, you have $100 million to take care of all your people across the world, right? And so obviously we want to make sure that the program is something that people want to use, right? But, you know, getting back to sort of that proactive uh, resilience on those other things, like I want people to... Um, to go to the psych for 30 minutes and just go in and get a checkup and just wrap with the dude before they're at a red line incident, right? Like just go in and get a tune-up. Like the same thing with cognitive. Like we have science now that shows that neuroplasticity is real, meaning that your brain can rewire itself and it can make new connections and it can grow in the same way working your muscles makes your muscles grow, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're leaning heavy into cognitive performance because we want people to take advantage of that. It's one of the few things uh, across all of our AFSCs, rates, MOSs, all of our jobs that cognitive is important, right? Like I need you to be able to make the best decision as quickly as possible, no matter whether you're uh, the ammo guy or you're a guy on the target, right? And especially as we talk about all these layers of competition, I need the cyber dude or whoever else to be killing it cognitively. And I need the Navy SEAL that's on target to be killing it cognitively, right? And so we're doing a lot of things. Like we just licensed a company called Brain HQ, a bunch of licenses for our folks to be able to use this app. And it's basically brain games that, you know, through neuroplasticity, help your cognitive performance, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're leaning into those things. We're leaning into things like psych and uh, spiritual. And, you know, for social and family, we're not just talking about your FRG. We're talking about actual, yeah. like, relationship, your connectedness, right? We talk about suicide prevention and things like that. It's far more often lack of connectedness and lack of purpose and meaning and belonging that end up with a guy in a place or a guy or a gal in a place where, they don't see the hope for the next day, yeah. right? And so how do we, you know, everybody wants to like stop suicide and everybody else and everybody's like always looking out, oh yeah, I want to help stop it. Like, 
okay, well, you can help stop it by also being proactive in your own life yeah. and making sure that you're creating meaningful connections, that you're, uh, that you are aware of the signs in your own self and in others to like, we don't want to wait. I'll answer the call at 2 a.m. every single time and I'll drive wherever and I will, I will help you out. But I want you to, I want you to work on that before that. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't want don't to get to, get that, to that red line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when a lot of us have been there, right? I, I mean, a lot of us have been there, right? Yeah. But we want to do better for the next generation, right? And so that's why I volunteered as I was trying to recover from all these physical, uh, you know, I just kept, so, kept surgeries. Yeah. yeah. Plenty of surgeries. All that running. It was, yeah, it was oh, the two, yeah. it was the two sopsies. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. You can't go through that <laughs> it course wasn't twice. It was the rest of the stuff. No, was, two sopsies. It was back in 2003. Yeah. It got me. You can't it go was, through that thing just, twice. Yeah, I like that the lighting is really sparking up the, you know, <laughs> surgery one and two and surgery three and four. It looks like I got a real good Colombian smile there yeah. on the, on the yeah. lighting. But he was stealing chow in yeah, ranger school. Yeah, that's what happened. I was dumpster diving. Somebody <laughs> caught me with a Marie, MRE spoon and sliced my neck, but. Yeah, man. I mean, it really is like to we're me, headed in the right direction. We are 100. Okay. percent I believe. I believe we are 100 percent headed in the right direction. What I want to make sure that we're doing is like, as like, let's not bullshit. The force has got some simmering things right now between Afghanistan, 20th anniversary of 9/11. Uh, you know, this shift from GWAT, like a lot of folks joined watching those videos, and they're yeah. like, "That's what." I, and now, oh, you're telling me we're pulling out. Um, so there's a lot of angst, right? Like yeah. that's not that's not a political statement. That's not anything that I think. No, I'm there's get a my lot. Hands of, there's there's going to be like you know it's that's a transition something. point. And and we just talked like Chief Smith, the command senior enlisted leader of SOCOM, so the top E9 and all SOCOM. He co-hosts our show, right? Yeah. We just had the opportunity, the amazing honor to talk to John Stryker Meyer, right? Yeah. Till of of SOG fame, and we're trying to pull from him and realize the lessons so that we don't end up in the same place for soft that they did post-Vietnam, yeah. right? You listen to Tilt stories, and they're working joint tactical air control and all these things across all the different services. He's got Navy birds, Marine Corps, Army, Air Force helping, uh, you know, five meters away, danger close stuff to him. And then ten, less than 10 years later, we have Eagle Claw, right? Where, like, the services aren't talking to each other yeah. at all, and we have this huge thing uh, in Iran. So how do we be proactive about making sure we don't end up in the same problems yes. they were yeah. post-Vietnam, right? Like, it's all cyclical, right? Like, you, knowing our history, and that's one of the reasons we we talk some of those things on our podcast. Like, how do we how do we get lessons learned from these yeah, amazing well, people? I mean, and, um, yeah. the, gen, the GOs need to remove ego out of things, and and we need to we need to crush down and do what we're best at, rather than yeah. you know. I feel like now this thing is wide open, and 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 some of the services that you know, historically have been there to be support. Now yeah. all of a sudden don't want to be support anymore. Air Force, <laughs> like, stop, <laughs> do the, do your job. Yeah. Well, keep, keep, you know, and, and, and don't try and take I'll, on more so you can have a better, better bullet for your career. I'll, That's I'll what take, I don't, yeah, I, I I'll take on uh, a heat round that I'll probably get when I say this, but like <laughs> soft is more often a supporting force than a supported force. If you look, before GWAT, right? Mm -hmm. In global war on terrorism, because of the way that that fight was going, it became the supported force in yeah. a lot of ways, right? And so we have sort of an identity crisis in a lot of ways of like- Or we have a lot of people that have seen the wrong, 
uh, something that wasn't yeah. necessarily what it was created to be, exactly. intended to be. It, yes. I mean, if you look at, like, if we get into a peer-to-peer conflict, is it going to be me riding around on an ATV out in front of a patrol? Uh, no, no, probably not. No. not You're not even going to be anywhere the near skies. the fly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This is and so, like, we have to realize that, you know, there's going to be times where we need to be used in a different mechanism. And that's why, you know, it's a lot of gnashing of teeth right now with guys having to go through like NTC and JRTC and all this stuff and doing conventional force integration. But it's a necessary evil, right? Like we've yeah. got to, we've got to learn and, and we've got to make sure that we don't forsake the profession of arms in support of like an ideal of what we want it to be. Yeah. Like, cool, man. I love blowing up doors gonna, and kicking in doors too. We're going to start training for a country that has an air force. Exactly. I, I because we blessed. got spoiled. Yeah. We got I have so, so spoiled, yeah. as are you, right? Yes. You and I have never heard birds and been like, oh shit, I wonder if are those, those are ours or yeah. someone else's. <laughs> like, is just, someone calling in gas on me right. right now? I've never heard, like, the closest I ever came is we did an awesome mission in Polish hips and hinds. Yeah. And uh, seeing a hind D that was pulling air support for us coming over yeah, a ridgeline was like, you know, Rambo. Yeah. I was like, Okay, but they were they were friendly. Uh, we, yeah, we we air assaulted out of some hips That's and cool, then had man. hindies yeah, yeah. flying around. But think about if that was not ours, yeah. right? And uh, we have we have become spoiled on a lot of those things. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of transition that's going to have to happen over the next you know few years. And it's not all going to be sexy, but it's going to be good stuff, right? Like yeah. it's not. It may not be the recruiting video that you watched when you were 17 years old and were like, I'm going to go do that. It may be something different now, but it's still something that the nation needs. We still yeah. need the best and brightest to be ready to stand in the gap. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you for coming out here and sharing all this stuff with us. Yeah. You have a podcast though. Tell these guys how they can listen to your guys' podcast yeah, because you absolutely. are you're up to date. You're you're interviewing national heroes, <laughs> everything. This is stuff people yeah. want to hear. Yeah, it's awesome. How do they find you? Yeah. So Softcast, S-O-F-C-A-S-T, uh, is available on every podcast stream, Apple, Spotify. We just started doing some YouTube stuff. Um, uh, but really we're we're trying to, we just started season two. We, we had about 24 episodes and a couple bonus episodes, season one. And it's really about adding context to all the stuff that we're talking mm-hmm. about, right? Like, obviously, as the POTIF guy, there's a lot of resilience. You know, I've got amazing stories of guys like Nick Lavery, who was the first above-the-knee amputee who actually went back to Afghanistan oh, in an ODA yeah. to fight, past scuba school with a prosthetic, like, just phenomenal stories, right? So everything from just these amazing stories of resilience to, like, hey, how— what leadership lessons can we pull on these different things? So it's really a personal and professional development show. It's about, uh, you know, making ourselves better as a force and making Improving ourselves better. cognitive. Yeah, well, in, in a lot of things, right? Like there's, we bring, yeah, we bring outside leadership experts in. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring somebody, you know, from a pro sports team or whatever and say, hey, you know, juxtapose difference between, you know, team building and stuff. So uh, it's... Um, yeah, like I said, we just have, we have amazing These people. guys are lucky because, I mean, when yeah. I was younger, I actively went out and researched and would read citations. Yeah. Like I did that yeah, as an yeah. E3, E4. Yeah. I would read Silver Star citations. Yeah. I would read DFC yeah. citations. Yeah. Like 
because I got amped about these these yeah. giants that I yeah. followed in the footsteps yeah. of. So I mean, yeah. and and now I've, I've been blessed to be able to talk to some yes, of those guys. That's right? what I mean. It's incredible. Now but, you get to bring yeah. them into their yeah. living rooms, into their cars on the way yeah. to work. So it's awesome. Softcast on all platforms. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. We thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for letting me, uh, you know, come in here and, and chat a little bit on the brand new. We don't even know what podcast. it's called. By by uh, next week, we'll know yeah, what it's called. That's though. awesome. But I appreciate. <laughs> JT, Thank thanks you. for everybody for listening. And please come check us out on Softcast. And uh, uh, we, uh, again, can't thank you enough for, for having me out here. Thank Appreciate you. it, brother. That concludes today's training. Any questions? Jump titties, boy!